You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon, and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and as always, I'm super excited to be here. So we're here. You know what it is. Every first and third Sunday, we are here at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about things that impact us as women. That's what the brand is all about. I want to thank all of the new listeners because my guest today I love her. I really like her. She's a phenomenal. And I know there's a lot of people that are listening for the first time. So I want to give a little background as to what Real Chicks Rock is all about. It's all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring workshops, and the arts. Now, the the arts is this, like this particular platform where we have an opportunity to talk to people that are doing things that we feel in the community that are changing. They're like change agents. They are doing some things. They're creating legacy work. They are creating a footprint. They are all about raising awareness, giving us information that we need. We might have missed. We're not paying attention. Whatever it is, we want to talk about it here on this platform. Today is no different. Today, we're going to talk to someone I think that is a beautiful person, um, a beautiful woman, a mom, a wife, a business person, just been doing, moving and shaking in the Atlanta area for a couple of years now. And we had a very good conversation a few months back because we had a mutual friend and we ended up in the same space place and detained same time and we knew of each other but we actually broke bread and I was like this person is really doing some great things I need to have her on the show and when I invited her to be on the show she was super excited she said yes yes so today my guest is Kimberly Stewart Lucas hi Kimberly (laughs) how are you beautiful thing (laughs) I'm good how are you doing I am good I know I know there's things you you've had a busy week so I appreciate you you taking the time to be with us today. Um, A lot of different things are going on. Today's topic is the Reclamation Project. That is right. Yes. Look at at that smile on her face when you talk about that. (laughs) And before we get into that, Kimberly, tell the people, where are you from? Where are you from? Well, I was born in New York State, but I am a Georgia peach. I've been here since 1979, with the exception of three years in New Jersey, but Uh this is my home. I know Atlanta, and the surrounding areas the most. Yeah, so I'm yeah. in Georgia Peach. You, you're claiming Georgia is your home. Okay. So tell me what it was like as a child here in Georgia. Was it Georgia? Like, there's now let's help the people because there's Georgia and then there's Atlanta and then there's College Park and then there's East Point and then there's Smyrna and there's Decatur. So where where are your roots at in, in Georgia? those places you mentioned? Now. All those places. Um, so no. <laughs> um, we moved here uh, 30311. Mm-hmm. is the that I claimed because that was where we first lived, uh, Peyton Forest. Uh, back then it was Hightower Station. Now I think it's called H.E. Holmes. Yes. Um, my sister went to Southwest Middle School. I went to Peyton Forest Elementary School. Uh, let's see, then she went to Northside. And when we moved to Jersey, like I said, for a few years, came back. Then I moved to Alpharetta. Okay. Not in Yeah. No, no, that is not. Different from Atlanta. Right. Um, but we still went to uh, Ben Hill United Methodist Church. That mm-hmm. was my home church. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still had connection to that 30311 area. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, Grant Park, um, Avondale Estates, uh, Sandy Springs, and now I'm in Riverdale. Yeah. I've, you know, Atlanta, forever I love Atlanta. Yeah. Ever love Atlanta. I had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago that actually sparked uh, an interest. It might be going in something uh, uh, that I may be doing, but talked about the old school Atlanta. Talked about old, a uh, new bourgeoisie Atlanta, mm. black bourgeoisie. Talked about the political scene in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something I may want to do with that. I may want to do a podcast. I used to go to school with uh, John Lewis's son. Wow. My sister went to school with. Uh, Mayor Jackson, son. You know, these are politicians who sent their kids to public school. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, you know, we went to school together, you know. And so I've seen Atlanta come from a mighty long way. Uh-huh. And I love the city. Love the city. Yeah, I can tell. It's all over your face. And you got some other arms and things that we're going to talk about. But when as we, you know, as we continue this conversation, Kimberly, help us understand 
a couple of things because you love Atlanta so much. Right. So you're a daughter, um, mom and dad. Tell us a little bit about the inner workings of your home that sparked some of the create the creative juices that we see with you today. Tell us what happened when you were a little younger. And I'm just going to say players. So how did that happen? That it's interesting because, you know, that didn't kind of come about uh, the I'm going to be honest. I didn't feel creative when I was younger. Okay. My sister, my sister is, and she's older. She's on um, a, a radio station here, one of the DJs um, on, I don't know if I can say it or not. <laughs> if I can, you if can, I can say, say it. You can say it. Okay. She's on 102.9 FM. Okay. Saturdays and Sundays, Donna Sheely. And my sister was always, I always felt was a creative one, you know? Wait a minute. Um, pause, pause. Donna Sheely is your sister. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I listen to her every weekend. Hey, Donna. <laughs> That's my big sister. That's right. She does a great job on the weekend. She has a great voice. Yay, yeah, she, hey, sis. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, um, she is. Multi-talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still dancing and, yeah. and still doing amazing things. And, you know, I always was the person to start, like, clubs and uh you know get into things at school I was you know really into school and it wasn't until later that I got into my creative energy and really started to appreciate you know what I could create but what you're speaking of mm-hmm. um were these magazines that my father had yes Played magazines yes and my father was a consummate collector he they were like an important uh, stamp collection. He had them in binders by the year and he locked them up in the file cabinets. Mm. And I've always been a precocious, rambunctious, mm-hmm. rabble rousing kind of investigatory person. And so I would break into these file cabinets and look at these magazines. Because once it's like you, you keep something away, it's like you have an interest in what is it? What are you really hiding? You know? Right, right. And when I looked in these magazines, I just saw images of beautiful black women, mm. natural bodies, yeah. airy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thick bodies. Yeah. It just, it was something like, oh, okay, when I get older, it's okay to look like that. Okay. Okay. And that was just something I kind of, you know, held in my, in my memory. And then when I got older, and uh, my father still had these magazines in his, you know, his home at the time. And I was like, Daddy, what do you, you know, what do you do with these? You just collect them? Or... And so I gathered a few. Um, you know, they also Jet Magazine had an annual new calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a publication called Old Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were several magazines. Uh, Pam Greer graced the cover of many of them. Okay, come on, Pam. Pam Greer is just, I have the original poster when she was on the chase lounge with the afro and the mm. wine mm. The original poster wow but um yeah i you know got a hold of a couple of magazines and thought about you know what what i do with this it's like maybe 12 years ago what could i do with this okay and at the time i think i was working for a school i was working for a church it always seemed like a conflict of interest okay to do something with this magazine, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then things came to fruition. Now, prior to it even becoming an idea to do a uh, art show, a few friends of mine, um, Linda Costa, who was a photographer, light photographer, my friend and sister, uh, Melissa Thomas, who actually in the logo, she's the middle person. Okay. The one right there. Uh-huh. My shirt is not. There, there we go. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So this image came from a photo shoot. We just did at my, in my living room one night, Linda Costa made, took these amazing pictures. And also represented in this picture is, um, our angel, uh, Jamila Ma'at nation who passed away in 2011. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, we're looking at the magazines and, Having wine and it really, again, it wasn't a concept then to do right. an art. Right. We just wanted to take pictures. We were emulating some of the photos. Um, and then we did an image like that. And I wish I had the original to show you. Um, but that is what eventually became the logo. Okay. And like I said, years later, 
it always felt like a conflict of interest because of where I was working. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about that just a little bit. I really want to take it back to your mom and Mm -hmm. dad. Right. So dad is holding and having and keeping and saving these magazines. Did Mm -hmm. mom feel a way about that because of the nudity and the content of them or, or what? You know, in talking to her about it, um, I don't think so. You know, okay. I don't think so. Okay. Because it was his collection and he kept them private. He didn't have them Laid spread out. around. Right. So me finding them and my sister finding them, that was something that we got into. Mm-hmm. Something that was like, okay, here the magazines are, you know. Um, so, but I don't, you know, she came to uh, the discussion that we had a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, panel discussion about it. Right. And she remembers, you know, the magazine. She doesn't really speak ill about it. Okay. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, I was talking to a friend just yesterday that that time, you know, when we were younger and our parents, they made, they didn't talk. We didn't hear them talk about sex. Like sex wasn't a common conversation, even nudity. We weren't even talking about sex, just about people expressing themselves by showing their breast or their behind or whatever, just, and, and, and we didn't hear, at least I know I did not hear conversations where people were really admiring, mm-hmm. you know, the, the art form of the black woman. It was either maybe a little bit on the porn side, perhaps, but not necessarily from an artistic perspective. And, you know, everybody had Jet magazine, everybody, if you, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, you, everybody had Jet but we never stopped at page 42. <laughs> How about I know the middle, the page he was on. And we never stopped there, Kimberly, and say, oh, now for me, I looked at it and said, oh, that's a nice bathing suit. And, you know, and those weren't nude, but still was very sexual to open up a magazine and see black people that looked like you had afros. Sometimes they had some braids and maybe they wore a wig. They were light skin, dark skin. You couldn't tell if they were short or not. They had boobage. Some were a little, not as endowed. Some had hips. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It was all right. It was a, it was a big thing. So I was like, this is like, wow. And, and, and the other people magazine and other magazines weren't doing that, but yet, took the step to do that. And we didn't, but we still didn't talk about the beauty of what we saw. We know boys like them, but we never talked about the beauty. So when you have this panel discussion, mom is good. She just didn't, she didn't really feel ill about it. Right. I don't think so. You know, and Jet took it a step further because they had had a new annual calendar. too. Yeah. You telling me. Yeah. 74, 75, 76 Mm -hmm. edition. Right. I mean, women, it's, you know, some of the images are a woman uh, sewing or a woman answering the phone or they're just natural yeah, images. But, but naked. <laughs> but, but, but naked. Yeah. Because sometimes at home you do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if people weren't doing it before, they probably did it now in the pandemic. And if they had a house full of people, they probably had to put clothes on. So it was one or the other. But you're absolutely right. You do, you do find yourself doing a lot of things uh, nude. Uh, because it's just a natural state. It's, yeah. They, where we came, where we going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the way, and you know, so the reclamation project. Yes. Is it's my love letter to mm. black women. Thank you. It is uh, my love letter to black women, hoping that we embrace the bodies that we are in, mm. that we love who we are, where we are. Yes. And, you know, all of us may be trying to uh, improve upon, you know, lose weight, gain weight, however. And that's fine. Right. But you have to love where you are in the process Mm. because your body just didn't get that way. Right. You made your body Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the messages that were told are, you know, to obtain that, go there, go there, but not to fully embrace and love where you are because you'll always be seeking for something else. Right. You know, I know people who've lost tons of weight, but still see themselves as another version of themselves. Mm. And um, I'm not going to pretend like I know what that experience is like, but Again, you know, embracing where you are and reclaiming what you got is so important. 
because the world is telling, especially black women, that we ain't it, (laughs) but we are. Yeah. Say that part again. That part again, Kimberly. We are it. We are it. We're everything. We're all that. Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot of voices out here, Kimberly, unfortunately. And, And some of it stems from you and I talked about it a little bit. You know, just as kids, you know, growing up, if if we don't hear the affirmations, then we're always going to start. We're always going to be seeking. Right. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to be kids. Right. You know, you you your head is a little big or, you know, your hair, you, you didn't comb your hair or your sneakers weren't on point or your pants were a little high. Kids are always going to say something. Right. Mm-hmm. But when people start calling you ugly or if people don't acknowledge the fact that you are pretty or beautiful, then you start feeling away. Am I right, Kimberly? I saw the finger. Listen, the silence. Yes. Sometimes is not even sometimes. The silence is a message in itself. Yes. You know, it's one thing people, you know, I wasn't told that I was ugly, mm. but also we weren't told that we were beautiful. Mm. Okay. And there is a void in that as well. Yep. Yep. And so I think, you know, some people, well, I didn't, you know, talk bad to my kid. Well, did you speak life into them? There you go. There you go. Speak beauty. Did you speak uh, brilliance? Because those things become question marks too. Right. At some point when you get older, you try to answer, you try to fill in and, you know, get other messages and just trying to make sense of, so it is important to pour into Mm -hmm way yeah just not not in the negative way not in a negative way i you know i was told you know you just look better when you smile mm-hmm. and so if you look at my pictures some of my my smiles are like off they are so when i now that i'm cognizant of it right because i meet kimberly we've had this conversation i believe women are doing the work right and and my, myself included and as you sit back and reflect and you see and you try to figure out, well, why do I do this or why do I say that? And you see where it comes from. It all starts to make sense. So when mm-hmm. I look at pictures, I was, I was even taking pictures yesterday. I had to tone in my excitement. My smile was like, ee! it was like really, really big. And now that I'm older, people are very complimentary about my smile. But it that wasn't the intent initially. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the origin of where it came from, where it stemmed from is a behavior that I have still today. And so you're absolutely right. We have to start curating the narratives, right? For our children, for the people we say we love, that we care about, that we want the best for them. And it's not just what the problem with us with, or the opportunity with us is, I'll tell you that you you had to get big. I'm trying to swell you up or boost you up or gas you up. Sometimes we need that. That's okay. Because if we don't get it at home, if we don't get it from the people that have claimed and said and proclaimed that they love this to pieces, to the moon and back, when we step out in this world, we're going to be looking for what was missing. <laughs> All kinds of things come from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's important. And it's, you know, I love how you say curating. We have to curate. Mm-hmm. Messages yes. that we're telling ourselves. Yes. We're telling our children. Um, because again, the messages that we get out in the world are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Particularly for black women. Yes. Particularly for black women. So we are the ones need to come up with, uh, you know, our definitions. Right. And we're still being told to smile and, and yeah. you know, to do this and do that. It's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. You know, we... <laughs> It's reclaiming everything about us. Right. Right. That's the information project. Yeah. Reclaiming um, our feelings, reclaiming our brilliance, reclaiming our beauty, reclaiming our trauma, you know, mm. and, and reclaiming our healing. Wow. When I say reclaiming our trauma, I don't mean to uh, say it as we're wearing it as a badge or being, you know, mm-hmm. it's really fully understanding the story. Right. And peeling things off like an onion. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's what the Reclamation Project is about. Mm. Where has been some of the feedback you've gotten from people that have attended 
or being connected to the reclamation project? What is what are some of the stories that you've heard? Do you feel that people have sent, have a sense of freedom? Like, oh, my goodness, Kimberly, thank you for this love letter, because, oh, my gosh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I look at myself in the mirror and I don't like what I see, you know, and then as women, we want people to love us, but we struggle with loving ourselves first. Absolutely. Um, with the first show in 2018, there were a lot of questions about what the show was about because yeah. you see these magazines yes. that I you know, share in, in the marketing. And a lot of people were like, okay, what type of show will this be? Will right. this be like an erotic event? And mm-hmm. there's you know, perception about what happened there. And, right. um, what ended up happening is there were actually more women at the show. Mm-hmm. And women... they left seeing themselves. There were some women who became emotional because they had never seen their body type as a piece of artwork. Wow. Mm. Um, And so it was a very reflective type of experience, Mm -hmm. very empowering experience. And that's what I, you know, I know people have left these shows feeling empowered because they've seen themselves and they've seen the beauty in themselves mm-hmm. depicted in this artwork. And uh, it's just been a magical, uh, a magical experience across yeah. the board. Um, and also it's been very important that women feel safe. Right. Coming to the events. Right. Um, and it's a safe space. They're just, you're not going to have warrior mama. <laughs> <laughs> and women don't feel safe. And then also the men are there mm-hmm. to hold uh, us down and celebrate with us. Okay. And we're going to talk about a little bit about what people can expect when they attend the, the show, the showing yes. of it. But I want to talk a little bit about Kimberly exploitation, just a little mm-hmm. bit, because in the process of us trying to be comfortable in our skin and who mm-hmm. we are as black women, and we're just so powerful. I'm just, you know, just when if you just let that resonate and just say as black women, dot, dot, dot. We just do so much. We accomplish so much. But then there's another side of people. Right. Or opportunists or wherever we are as a society. That's like we're shaking, we're twerking with this, we're that. And it, and it is a freedom of expression. But mm-hmm. does it does it exploit a little bit about who we are as black women. What are your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, I want to say no. Okay. I mean, I, I just, everyone's got their opinion about sex, yes. sexuality, sensuality. Yes. And those definitions go very deep for some people because of their childhood, yes. because of what they're exposed to, uh-huh. what they were told was dirty, what they were told was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe that sexuality and spirituality are intricately intertwined. Mm. So. How so? Because of, you know, our bodies. These are, these are the bodies we were born with. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are the bodies from the creator. And uh, there's nothing dirty. Yeah, about it. About it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have two daughters, I have three children, two daughters. And have to be very mindful of some of the things that maybe I was told as a child. I'm not passing it on to them about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right. It's a fine line of, you know, keeping your children safe um, in this world because there are crazy folks out there. Crazy. Um, But in the same vein, I never want my girls, particularly my girls, to feel as if there's something wrong with their temple. Mm. Um, I'm, you know, teaching them to protect it. Right. And that uh, it's not for everybody. And we become a grown woman Mm -hmm. that you can make uh, about your body. Um, But again, I'm very careful about those messages about, you know, the cover up and the, um, it's it's a it's a fine like I said it's a fine it's a line very fine line it's very fine, fine line, line. Um, but that's where the conversations come in yes getting off I didn't talk about the exploitation I think there will always be people who will take 
images and will take um, anything really and can exploit it. So I don't know if that's something that you can ever, there just will be evil people that do things for their intentional, whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, the reclamation project is to reclaim that. Right. And to take back those messages and to take back what we choose to do with our bodies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not let other people have that uh, that narrative or create the narrative. Um, And that's different. I think everyone uh, has to make the message for themselves. You know, I don't think it's just a one way type of thing, you know, and that's, Um, yeah, that's fair. And I want to ask you, Kimberly, because I respect you as a, as a mom, here's Mm -hmm. a teachable moment for, for, Mm -hmm. for mothers that struggle with even having that conversation to talk about Nudity, sexuality, exploitation, things that you're going to do as you grow up as an older woman versus now and yet not be their friend, but Mm -hmm. still be seen as their mother. How do you how do you do that? How do you have those conversations and what influences you or helps you navigate through the process so that you can have those conversations with your daughters? Hmm. I've always been pretty outspoken. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I've always been one not to really bite my tongue about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are times where I am having conversations and the girls really don't want to hear it. They're like, okay, mom. Like, uh, <laughs> um, so that, it's not really that hard for me okay. because I want my girls to have the truth. Okay. All right. And to, uh, there are some things that I know that they'll have to find out on their own, mm-hmm. to give them and guide them to resources and just information that's there, you know, so they're not learning everything on the street. Right. Okay. I mean, the street, I mean like school and yeah. friends, and yeah. internet and all that. Right. Right. Um, I'm pretty liberal. Uh, about my body and body image. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Not that much. And so um, I know my youngest, who's nine, uh, she's pretty free as well. Okay. When it comes to her body. Um, my 14 year old, she's 14, so that says a lot mm-hmm. going through certain things. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, when I feel led that it's time to have a conversation about menstruation, about sexuality, mm-hmm. about care mm-hmm. of their body. Yes. Um, you know, we just have it. Yeah. No pretense. We okay. just have it. Okay. And, it and, and my prayer is they can hear it mm-hmm. without feeling embarrassed, yeah. you know. Um, but I just didn't have those conversations. Me neither. You Me know. Neither. Um, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the conversation that I got, this is going to sound really crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. The conversation that I got, from my grandmama was about, uh, about contraceptive <laughs> was not, was probably not the best. Uh, she had actually suggested not to wear certain things because they may get stuck and so and so uh, forth. Okay. Okay. Grandma. Thank you. Thank you. But thank God there was sex ed in my class. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, and, and I get it. Like there's some things that, <laughs> She may have. Right, right. You know. I'm telling a lot. And I, I know how much I'm supposed to tell, Michelle. <laughs> You're fine, Kimberly. Because what it is, is we, we're having to break generational curses, unfortunately. Yeah, we have to. We, I don't want that for my girls. I want my girls to know right. their options. Yeah. I want my girls to know, you know, all that's there for them. Yes. And not to be fearful either. Right. Because fear leads to other types of decisions being made. Yes. So I want them to have all the information that they need uh, and then to feel empowered that they can make a wise choice. Yeah. Yeah. So this conversation today is going to help women, moms, sisters, who, anybody that might be struggling in having it's a couple of things, just being comfortable in the skin that they're in and then having the conversation about it. And then if they have children having that conversation, because we can't continue to have this cycle of not knowing and then tee hee hee with our girlfriends and try to figure it out and sneak and watch things because kids don't even have to sneak now. They just go and watch it and try to figure it out. We need to be able to educate 
right? Our yeah. children. But before we can do that, there's a deliverance for ourselves. And so the reclamation project is helping, I believe, women identify who they are and just being comfortable in that space, period. And mm-hmm. as we get comfortable in that space, then we open up more things. The sexuality starts to pour out. We become more sensual. We know what we want, what we don't want. We know what we like, what we don't like. And we're articulating. We're talking about it because the problem we have is that we expect people to be mind readers. Exactly. And and that is unfair to the people that we're dealing with. Right. Especially in a sexual capacity or in a relationship. So we have to learn how to talk about what we want and what we don't want, but it starts with us, right? It, it starts with yeah. us. So, well, yeah. So, so help us Kimberly with the reclamation project. So when it happens, it's, we're seeing some beautiful artistic forms of player magazines and, and black women in their nudeness and they're looking good and it's different shapes. So nobody looks like twigging. Nobody's looking like what we see European, images look like it's black women being themselves so that's their breasts are different everybody's breasts ain't perfect you nip different different nipple sizes and behinds and thighs and and some have hair and some don't and it's the whole it's the right right Kimberly so that's what it is right the whole thing you know for this particular show uh, on October 23rd Mm -hmm. um it's the third installment that we've done. Yes. And this group of artists are all women, which is the first time I've done that. Nice. And it's 27 amazing, amazing artists. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm honored to have be a part of this. And um, you can go to the Reclamation Art Show on Instagram, uh, the Reclamation uh, Project on Facebook to find out all of the amazing artists, right. because I, one time I tried to list everybody and I. <laughs> you missed one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was a lot. But I just implore everyone to go and to see this magnificent list. Um, you know, players, their original tagline for the magazine was called for he who is. Okay. And for this show, it's themed for she who is. Okay. Because if it wasn't for the women in the magazine, there would be no magazine. Right, right. <laughs> there would be no audience. Right. And there's something about that male gaze, you know. Mm. Um, the first couple of shows were a mixture of, of men and women artists. Mm-hmm. And um, fabulous showings, you know. But there's something about women reflecting this, this, these images um, it's just a magical thing. Right. And I, I cannot wait. I've seen a few sneak peeks of what people are doing. Um, and there are a couple of different. So the theme, um, typically what I've done was everyone would select. I have an online gallery of images, like over 200 images from the magazine. And people would make their selection and then do their rendition of that image they selected from the mm-hmm. magazine. Um, that is an option that many are doing. But then also, there's been so much that's happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. I wanted to open up the conversation and the option for women to express what their personal reclamation looks like. Oh. And the examination of their womanhood and, and what they've been going through. And so that's another option. So you'll see a couple of different things this year okay. um, where it's, you know, it's still related to the magazine. But then I've opened it up because I just didn't want to, I wouldn't want to limit where people are right now. Right, right, right. So many people are going through so much. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be able to examine and explore that mm-hmm. in their artwork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's be another uh, that's available this year. And let me artists. ask you about the artists. I know it's 26, 27 of them. I know they're very talented in their own way. But just help us to enlighten the people that are listening and watching what was the criteria for these artists? Why are they so special? Do they focus or practice some of this type of artwork or no, they just have a totally different artistic eye. I mean, give us a little, a little background about these artists, if you can. It's a mixture, actually. This mm. is, um, there, it's an invitation process. So it's not an open, I don't open, you know, right. for submissions. Right. 
Um, these are women that I admire. Mm-hmm. I love their uh, their level of expression. There's some women who have never done, uh, and not that. Let me say this: nudity is not required. Understood. There are a couple of artists that I had to uh, share, you know, that with that it's not. First of all, sexuality is not only. Uh, it, nudity is not necessary to express sexuality. Come on now. It's a whole nother energy. Yes, yes. And um, even though the images that, like I said, are the reference images are new, there have been so many other depictions that people have made without showing nudity. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of it. Mm-hmm. Is that still display sensuality and not see a nipple. Okay. <laughs> Or not see, you know, right, right, right. So there are um, some artists that this will be their first group show. Um, there are some artists that this will be their third time with the reclamation project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's a mixture of all. There are a few women that I have not met face to face. Right. That I fell in love with their work that I saw online mm-hmm. there were some now referrals um, from the artists that are in the show. Um, and I'm glad there's going to be an intergenerational experience with this. Nice. Um, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Excited. It's a good so thing. It, it's, it's all, it's all kinds. Um, sculptures, um, photographers, painters. There's one sister that, carves images out of a book, a side of a book. Mm. I can, I don't know how we're going to hang it <laughs> for the challenge. And I know, and, you know, my husband, Lord Yada, uh, is an awesome, um, you know, in that, you know, helping to yes. not helping. He does the hanging of the artwork. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yes. Thank you, hubby. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we're going to figure it out. But um, it's just, it, it, the array of, of artists is just, I'm excited. And talk excited. about Kimberly, because the last time you had it was 2019, right? Conditions were different, right? And you are very concerned about people's safety. You're a person that cares. Like some people, are like, I, don't, you know, listen, I don't care. They do what they want. Kimberly's like, no. So tell us how, when we come to the Reclamation Project, are we all going to be able to be in the same space at the same time? Are we coming in shifts? Like how, get, set up the day for us, even though it's next month, but it's, hey, time is moving by quick. We want people to get their mind wrapped around how this is going to go down. It'll be here before you know it. So um, RSVP is required. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and RSVP will be released on October 16th. Okay. And um, the hashtag I'm using is masked and metered. Mm. So uh, masks are required. Yes. Whether you're vaccinated or not. Come on. Masks are required. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, um, there will be shifts of 30 minutes, 20 people in the shop. And it's a Tri-Cities Tattoo Company. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So that will be 120 Opportunities (laughs) Opportunities <laughs> for people to participate, and it's from seven to eleven. So, um, again, twenty folks every thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what I envision, to be honest with you, um, you know, that people come in thirty minutes. I think is enough time to really be with the pieces, mm-hmm. mingle a little bit, yeah, um, and then to be mindful that others are coming in. And for those that have had their 30 minutes to step outside, I'm professing that the weather will be wonderful. Yes. October 23rd, weather is still great. Yes. Um, and people can hang out if they like outside. out on white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> outside. Yeah. Outside. And, and, and that's it. what we had. We've had the first one at Tri-Cities Tattoo Company and yes. it was amazing, mm-hmm. but we just cannot. You know, this is my first event since the pandemic. Yes. And I have to be a more mindful mm-hmm. uh, event planner. Mm-hmm. We just cannot do things away. For those that were at the 2018, the first showing, it was packed in packed. the shop. Yeah. And the energy was amazing. Mm-hmm. But we just cannot do that anymore. Right. We just, 
in a different place and time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. And, you know, I will see what the demand is. I haven't really, I've thought about it. I haven't planned it, uh, depending on what the demand is for a closing reception. We'll okay. see how that goes. Okay. Um, but there will be um, a package put together, a video package put together um, for people to see the artwork because we know that everyone's going to come. Um, not everyone is here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be an opportunity to see the artwork um, for the artwork, the shelf life of that to be extended beyond the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about, the, you know, really the 23rd as of right now is the only time to see the artwork. Right. Um, you know, because the tattoo shop operates differently, you can't just come, you know, if you're in, on that part of town and want to stop by, can't do that. You can only be in the shop unless you're getting a tattoo. So the 23rd as of right now is the opportunity. Again, RSVP will be open on October 16th, 16th. Mm-hmm. and it's masked and metered. Masked and metered. Donations, Masked. are we accepting donations? Like can people donate to the Reclamation Project? Like I'm, I'm talking money. I am not opposed to that. Okay. Okay. uh, We need some cash apping, hashtagging somewhere that may need to be noted somewhere because people may get moved and want to donate to the beauty of this work. Will there be anything that they can buy? Will anything be for sale? Oh, the artwork will be for sale. Okay. Absolutely. Artwork for sale. sale. Um, We will have contactless options. Okay. I am not opposed to taking donations. Okay. Uh, dollar sign, warrior mama, and that's <laughs> M-M-A, like mama Mia. Yes. I'm not that. Yes. Um, I am grateful. Let me say this. I am grateful for sponsorship from Tri-Cities Tattoo Company, mm-hmm. from uh, Will Fagan's Jr., Our Voices, Our Lives. Yes. Hi, um, From My Standard of Beauty. And they're available. You can see them and check them out on Instagram. Um, of course, Lord Yada. Yes. And you. Yes. Real chick. And I'm grateful. A sponsor this year. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to talk some more. We're going to talk after today's show. We're going to talk some more because we're trending that way. And so we have some things that we need to kind of finalize and do. But I am definitely excited because. Kimberly, Uh I I feel the empowerment of this, Um, you know, talking to you as a person, as a as a woman to woman, as a mom to mom, a human to human. I felt your soul and your spirit. And it's this type of um, of energy that helps set the captives free, if I can say that. Right. Because people. Yes. People are locked up and they're not sure and they're embarrassed and they don't know how to talk about things. And anything that we can do to empower women to be comfortable in the skin that they are in, that I am I am down for that. (laughs) Sign me up for that because there is a freedom and a release and a a big sigh and a big weight that comes off their shoulders when they, when they're in a space that they can just be themselves and start loving themselves the way that they are. As you say, as they're in a journey, as they're choosing to make a transformation changes, that's fine, but love on yourself while you're in this space and allow us to love you while you're in that space, right? So I know it's going to be really, really dope. I know some of the artists that you've had um, that you've mentioned, because I came in on that live IG that Saturday morning, you were so excited and you was naming all of the people that were going to be there. And some people I started following right away and, you know, just looking and admiring their, their work, you know, and for the people that are artistic and the people that are creatives, you know, this is a space you would want to get into just to be ignited, just to see somebody else's viewpoint on some art or on the human anatomy on on a black woman's body. How does that resonate for some people, for the photographers? What was that photographer thinking when he shot that person in that light using that lens? It is that type of buzz that's going to be happening when you come to the reclamation project, project, it's not about erotica and those type of things. It's about the art, you mm-hmm. know, and it's about the fact that we as black women are, are beautiful. 
And someone took the time to capture that. I wanted to ask you this, Kimberly. How do you select the pictures from the players? I mean, being that dad had so many, right, players, which one is it hard? It's really hard for you to choose, right? Which ones get? Um, you know, 12 years ago, um, actually, Fabian Williams um, had scanned the, maybe a hundred or so. And had them, um, this is, again, when we just first had the idea of doing an art show. Didn't know what we're going to do with it. Yeah. And um, he's a a friend of ours and um, scanned the images and then had them on a disc for me. Mm -hmm. And they were just, again, just random images. Some of them, and there's some of the images in the magazine are somewhat more artistic than the others. Right. Um, But... uh, Melissa Alexander and I, Phyllis Iller, go um, and she's one of the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through a few more magazines because I wanted to include a few more, and so we scanned several more. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just I don't know. It, some of them, like I said, are just more artistic than others. Okay. Not to say that others are not nice or mm-hmm. not good, but mm-hmm. it just kind of captures your eye, whether it's a pose or whether it's a look or. Um, or whether it's even the background sometimes um, with different prints and yeah. plants and yeah. um, maybe the contrast of uh, what's going on and the mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it varies on how we selected it. You know, uh, I think they're all beautiful and, you know, to see artists interpretations of the work mm-hmm. is something amazing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful in itself. You got multiple hats. You got loves for other things, Kimberly. Not just be, not just the reclamation project. Just share with the people because everybody may not know. Just share with the people some of some of the other areas that you love, like vinyl and yes. this and putting well, events together. Yeah. So uh, I am the producer um, of Needle to the Record uh-huh. competition, and I haven't done it in a long time, uh-huh. but. This year marked 15 years since the first one. Nice. And, you know, it is something that is very special to me because um, it created a community um, that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And all these DJs are in my life. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I'm honored, you know. And, and because of Neil to the Record, we kept connections and mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the first one and the winners and the competitive, it's just, we've always kept in touch. Yeah. And I, I want to honor that. So I'm, my hope is by the end of this year that I do a celebration. Okay. Uh, celebrating those 15 years mm-hmm. of just the DJ community. Yes. Um, because it's, uh, there's some dope DJs out there. Yes, yes, yes. That love vinyl. Vinyl. That love vinyl. That's a and and you know that's cool. You know I don't, you know, I don't DJ, so I, I can't talk <laughs> any of it. I'm just but game. I've been told that you know because there was a time that I got some pushback for not accepting Dorado into the competition. Right. Once DC, which is the grand competition of all grand competitions, I bow to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they made the switch. A lot of people were like, well, you should make the switch too. And um, an innovator, uh, Grand Wizard Theodore, mm-hmm. said to me that, no, you keep it vinyl. You keep it vinyl, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, because that's the roots of turntablism. That's right. That's right. And there's something about, um, you know, I think it was either he's, uh, Grand Wizard Theodore said it or DJ Rob Swift that told me like, look, it's one thing to be able to use a calculator for math, but if you don't know how to do the math problem, mm-hmm. paper, yeah. or it's one thing to know how to use a sewing machine, but if you don't know how to use needle and thread, thread. yeah, so you have to go back to the roots. Yeah. And so that needle to the record celebrates is the roots of turntablism. And I love watching DJs spin with vinyl. I just love it. I love the, sometimes the little cracks that you hear in the vinyl and, you know, um, I just I just love everything about it. Because so. you love music so much, will there be some music at the Reclamation Project? Um, I'll probably have a playlist going. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but not a DJ spinning any vinyl. No, no. 
this one. I mean, we, you know, uh, space is what it is and uh, want people to enjoy and really focus on the artwork. I mean, the music to me would be the, uh, the, the backdrop to it. Um, But yeah, not at, uh, not at the Reclamation Project. There'll be music there, but it won't be what I'd be there. Okay. Okay. All right. So Uh, what you got going on, Kimberly, because it is, what is it? The 19th of September. We're about a month away and we know time goes by so quickly. You got some other projects in the pipeline. You're talking about needle to the record, maybe at the end of the year. So anything Mm -hmm. else you're working on? You are a planner, you're an event planner. You do those type of things. Are you starting to blow the dust off of that skill set and come on out? I will have to say um, that I just accepted employment (laughs) somewhere. So uh, I'm not going to divulge all that, but um, my time is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so I can, uh, I'm a Libra to the bone. Mm -hmm. So I know that my balancing acts are very uh, good, but um, I, you know, we'll see as things come. Okay. Um, I will say this, you know, my love, uh, some people may know, uh, warrior mama, of course, is my moniker, but Warrior Mamas with the S is where I do my uh, birth advocacy work. Yes. And um, I haven't done an issue or an episode of Dish with the Doulas, which is my web series I did for a couple of years, a couple of seasons. And um, those are available on YouTube. Um, if you go to any of my links, the, uh, those are the tree link I have. It's got all the things that I do with, you know, reclamation, needle to the record, Warrior Mamas. Uh, but recently, uh, a friend of a friend of mine um, passed. Um, she had a miscarriage, and then she passed the next day. Oh, no. And <clears throat> I was moved in such a way um, that an idea, and I'm going to share it here, you know, um, came up in something that I hadn't, I thought about 10 years ago Mm. and it's, uh, a a mobile prenatal unit, a mobile. Wow. And it's something that, uh, I'm being led to do in honor of Sasha Mm. and her baby. It's beautiful. And, uh, it's in the beginning stages of planning (laughs) and talking it out. But it's something that I hope, uh, I pray comes to fruition. That's beautiful. And, and that's part of my birth advocacy work. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, don't speak about it. I'm speaking about it because for me, when I do that, it uh, also brings the resources. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> experienced this before. Yes, yes, yes. I, I believe things are close to the heart, but also you need to speak them into existence. You sure do. You sure do. I, it's, it's interesting that you're sharing this too, Kimberly, because yesterday when I was at the Sisters in Business Expo, I did, I met a lot of beautiful women there and I did meet an author, a woman who had a book about prenatal, just the whole thing for black women. And I said, man, this looks like the book that they give you when you're pregnant. <laughs> but it was, it had white women on there. It was Caucasian. And she just flipped the whole thing around. And it was beautiful brown bellies and, you know, just what we look like when we're pregnant. And I think it was a great idea. I'm going to link you guys up definitely. And I'm probably will bring you back on to have that conversation. Cause that's one area I've not talked about is prenatal and, and mm-hmm. having children and pregnancy. We talk about it after as moms and all the things that we do as mothers, right? All the things nonstop. But when we find out that we're pregnant, man, we don't, you know, some of us, we don't know. Again, there's, there might be a deficit because our mom's experience is totally different than what we're experiencing now. Stress mm-hmm. levels are different. We drive every day to go to work, blah, 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 blah. The stuff in our food, da, da, da. It's a whole thing. And so I would love to bring you back and have conversations about things that we need to be aware of, Kimberly, how we should eat, wh- how do we rest? What what are the things we should be saying to our doctor when we go cuz we we're, we're we're so 
We don't know. So thank you for doing that. You see what I'm saying? That's why you're on today. Because you see what you see what I mean? You see the type of stuff you're doing? Legendary work. I love it. Just all about the community and doing some great things. You know what? You are an amazing person. And I know that again, today was a week. This was a week for you. And normally you're bing, 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 bing. And I know there's some things you're just feeling, you're feeling away today. And I totally understand. And I'm so thankful that you spent some time with me today to talk about one of your babies, the reclamation project. I want um, people to RSVP, be ready, mark it on your calendars, October 16th. RSVP, if you're in the Atlanta area to come and be a part of this, because it's going to, it's going to blow your mind. Are you going to have, are we going to have a panel discussion this year? Like a little chat? No. What we what, what we'll do is I'll take that to the um, social media, okay. um, whether it be on Clubhouse or Facebook or Instagram. So uh, the last two weeks prior to, and maybe we'll do some things after the show as well. Right. When that video package comes out and people are able to see the artwork that, you know, if they didn't attend the show. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably do some discussions, but they'll be online. Yeah. They'll be virtual. Yeah. And, you know, if weather permitting, if it's a beautiful day, maybe we take things outside, you know, to the street where people can feel, you know, because we want people to feel safe. And we can just have a conversation for those that want to say about, because I'm sure people are going to have questions about what they're seeing, what the artists thought about, you know, what, what are the next steps for you? How do you feel about having, you know, the reclamation project number three, you know what I mean? So I think there's, that's where the energy and people feel like, man, that was pretty dope. Cause you got to have that, that ability to kind of talk about what you've seen. So I'm happy for you, Kimberly. I Thank am. You. I, and I apologize. This is crazy. Wait. What is that? Oh, yeah. Is that the plane? <laughs> what, is, what is that? <laughs> is that the airport? <laughs> Those are people that decided to drag race in my neighborhood. Oh, they're drag racing. I apologize. Look, you said a quiet environment, and then my, my neighborhood decided to be extra lit today. Today. Okay, it's all right. Working next door and like really on it's this all right. Sunday. It's all right. You did good. We we were fine. We got all the content. We're about to wrap up right now. I want to. I want you to hold on though, because I want to give shouts out to the the people that powered today's show. Right? Today's show. Today's show was powered by the Reclamation Project. Show them, Joe. If you ain't showing them, show them now. Show them all those beautiful slides and things for the Reclamation Project. As Kimberly said, please RSVP on October 16th. That's when the RSVP will be open to people to RSVP. We will be practicing social dis, excuse me, safe. We will be safe. It will be safe. It, we will have, um, 20 people at a time for 30 minutes in the space so people can enjoy and breathe and look at the art and not feel people on top of them and all that kind of stuff. And we'll rotate the people in. We're asking that you wear a mask. That is non-negotiable. We don't care if you're vaccinated or not. That's your business. Do what you like. But we want you to come in this space with a mask. If you don't have a mask, a mask will be provided for you. As a sponsor, I'm going to make sure I bring a box. <laughs> of masks for those that don't have. I'm going to make sure that I bring hand sanitizers, wipes, those type of things to make sure that uh, the reclamation project and the energy that's going to be in that space, that people feel clean and safe and all that type of stuff. So please, donations are welcome. Kimberly's not asking it. I'll be your mouthpiece. Uh, dollar sign, warrior mama, if you want to give a little something, the artwork that's going to be there displayed will be for sale. You'll get to meet some of the artists that'll be there. Just come out and have a good time. This is black work at its finest. This is black people loving on black people. This is a community loving on black women in their natural state. You can't beat that with a stick. I'm trying to tell you this is going to be good. I'm super excited about that. It happens on October 23rd. Please mark your calendars. I, Real Chicks Rock, will be one of the sponsors. Some other sponsors that are just beautiful people. I'm glad to be engaged with these people so it's going to be a good day. You know where I am. Real Chicks Rock, we are everywhere. We're on Twitter. 
We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. Go to the website. Subscribe. We got some things that are happening that is not always going to be on social media, but it will be on our website. So we want to be respectful of those people that don't really give a darn about social media, but really want to know what's going on. So please subscribe to RealChicksRock.com. Go to the website and see what's going on. We're blogging over there. We put our shows out there. We got everything going on. Um, that is my time. I want to thank my guest, which was Kimberly Stewart Lucas. She's awesome. She's awesome. I'm so excited about the Reclamation Project and all the work that she's done. I wish you nothing but continued success in everything that she does. Um, and we support her as a community here in Atlanta. We love what she's been doing. We love what she's about. Shouts out to her beautiful family that holds her up, those three beautiful kids, and that husband. Love you, hubby. You're doing a great job with tattooing. And when I'm ready, I'm going to come see him. I don't have any. I have a virgin body. But when I'm ready to get my first tattoo, I'm going to see Kimberly's husband and have it done because he does great work. That's my time, everyone. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, That's my time. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.